3: Hey, everybody, welcome. I want to welcome, welcome, welcome. Hey, it's so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. And, you know, it's great to have you joining us for the show today. Uh, Boy, I'll tell you, we have been just hitting it out of the park, as we like to say. So for those of you out there, if you want to find out more about us, go to the DrPatChoga.com or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com uh and right here you're listening to us whether you're listening on a CRN channel KKNW AM 1150 uh or WBLQ uh 1230 uh out of Rhode Island, Connecticut, New York it doesn't matter or on the internet or anywhere on your phone cuz now you're listening on your phone that's what i do now uh, we want to welcome you. We're going to welcome you to the show. Today we've got another great show for you. But before I get into it, I want to say hi to B. Hi B. What's up? Hi B.
4: Hi hey, B. Be hi, good.
3: B. Yeah, it's almost time to go home now, right?
4: Uh, for me, yeah, not too far away. Still got a little bit of left uh, work left to do.
3: Little, little, little bit to do. Little. Yeah, you're bit up at do. four
4: o'clock. It goes by pretty quick.
3: I, I so I was just going to say, you. I think you and I are now on the same time schedule. I never thought in a million years I'd say, oh, I'm getting up at four o'clock now. Uh, and you know what's fascinating about that? I, I really have to get some tips from you as we kind of talk about this. Uh, I'm waking up at four, but I'm not getting up. Uh-oh. And so the clock goes off at five, but I'm waiting for the clock to get off. So what do you do to get up out of bed?
4: Uh, what, tell me how you do it. I've been, I guess it's tough because I've been so used to it. I just, actually, a lot of the time I don't even get my alarm. I actually am right before it. And so I get up right away. I don't know. I'm going to try
3: that. I'm going to do that. I'm going to say, okay, I am awake. Get up. (laughs) I'm going to do – I am awake now. I think it's a consistency thing
4: though too, right?
3: Well, you're right. I mean I I literally did it consistently. I started with, okay, I'd like to get up at 6 because I'd like to do a couple things before, right? Otherwise, it's like you're getting up and boom, you're like, right in the email, right in the work, right yeah. th- this and the that and the other thing. And I'm like, no, 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 no. What if I were to just get up an hour earlier? So I got started <laughs> to get up at seven. Then I said, well, wait a minute. You know what? The summer's coming. I could go for coffee with a friend. Now I'm getting up at six. And then I've decided now, okay, all of a sudden my clock wants to get up earlier. And I was talking to Linda about this, who's known me since 1973. And she says, you got to be kidding me. You've always been a morning person. You've always been a morning person. She said, but if you keep getting up earlier and earlier and earlier, you're going to have to roll a cot into the studio <laughs> in the afternoon.
4: <laughs> well, I do know that you you said you, you've got your alarm set at 5, and yet you wake up before that and then you just lay there. So yeah. you're already in the mind frame of anticipating the alarm that's supposed to wake you up, so you're now <laughs> up. So you might as well just get up.
3: I'm all, I'm going I'm going to be all about that tomorrow. Rather I, than I, that's I'm going to do yeah. it.
4: rather I'm than sitting there for the hour pondering <laughs> what to do, right, right, <laughs> and struggling right. to get out of your cot. So
3: You're right, but then the flip side of that, Benny, right, is like you tell me, no, you cannot be up till eleven o'clock at night. Well, that's uh, the thing too.
4: That I'm I'm yeah. in bed like around like once the boys go down around like seven thirty eight, I'm almost like an hour behind them, just and that's it. I'm out. Oh, I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm drained by then too.
3: I get it. Totally yep. get it. And I don't even have the boys. I don't even have the boys. <laughs> well, you've got
4: your boys, but it's a different form. It's other yeah, uh, other people in your form. life, you know?
3: That's right. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And that's why today, I'm really excited about today. I'm really excited about this show today. You know, for those of you out there, many of you have heard about the game. You know, everything's about the game. But what about the ungame? You know, what is it about human behavior? What is it about us? that so wants to look at things, the done in a usual way. What is it? What is it about that? Today, we get to talk with Ingrid Martine about the un-game, the ungame, And what does this mean? This is what's so cool about this. I love when I get introduced to things that people have not talked about yet or talked about it very well. And so what are the things that we tell ourselves? What are some of the things we learn that we think are taking us down a pathway, right, as business people, as managers? And for those of you out there, oh, I'm not a business person, I'm a manager. If you're a family member, you are managing a lot. But what is it about all of this that we can learn to set us on a path to more ease, to more grace, what is it about that? And so today, it is so great to be talking with Ingrid about what she's learned. But here's what she says. Learning should be fun and lifelong. Fun and lifelong. You know, she is somebody that has worked in corporate environments. You know, she has been recognized expert in adult learning, archetype, uh, archetypal psychology, language leadership, and so forth. So the ungame foreplay, Got it, to business is unusual, is revolutionary in its very nature and title. But what is the ultimate challenge as she talks about? What is it to be uncommon and how do we all do this in a way that un becomes second nature? Ingrid, thank you for today. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you
5: for having me, Pat
3: uh it's fascinating when you know i was sitting down i was reading your book and and i was thinking the ungame the
5: ungame
3: okay the ungame have i ever done that you know what have where 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 do i fit in in the story that she's telling and so i love some of the things that you've put in here that made a light bulb go on for me where i said wait a minute Am I having conversations for possibilities or how, am I having conversations for limitations? Where is my argument? So I want to ask you in your words the ungame. How is this different in the world we live in today? How does the ungame change the game?
5: Well, first of all, the ungame is about doing things that are uncommon that are often unnatural because we're so used to doing what we do, as you mentioned, the usual way of doing things. So the ungame game is based on the premise, Pat, that there is more for us to unlearn about how to be in the world than there is to learn. So those old patterns that we get into, cultural patterns or... You know, the way our family has done it, uh, the way everybody does it, we don't generally question it. But those are the things that are up for observation and up for questioning in the ungame. only when they are not working for us. And for so many of us, things aren't working very well. You know, we're not having the fun that you're talking about. We're not living our life with clarity, focus, ease, and grace. And so it's worth challenging some of those things that we've learned, and that's why the premise is there's more to unlearn than learn. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, uh, then, um, you know, we um, we become possibilities ourselves so that we can have more of those conversations for possibilities that you mentioned rather than those conversations that limit uh, where we go and what we do so that we can design our life and yeah. not have uh, life happen to us. Does that make sense?
3: It does make sense. I mean, one of the things I pulled out from the book that I was reading, and uh, there's a part in the book where you, you call this phrase out. You say, when people have, vested it, have a vested interest in staying asleep, in staying on unconscious, because being awake would be too painful, too inconvenient, or too perturbing that is an example of the shadow side of innocence. I love this. I've read this thing. I've flagged this. I'm going to ask the ladies here to pull that out and, and post it on our social media. I had to read that over and over again. And then I thought, why are you trying to figure it out? Why don't you just ask her when she's on the show, Pat? That would be an ungame thing to do, right? Instead of me trying to figure this out, I would love for you to talk to. You know this, and it's a short phrase, but boy, is it jam-packed with wisdom right there.
5: So, so this vested interest in staying asleep—it's about doing the usual, going on with life as we've always known it, and uh, and it is a, a courageous act, I think, to go ahead and say, "Hmm, let me take stock." You know, where am I holding myself back? Um, what do I really want? How do I want to design my life? What dreams have I put on hold or simply forgotten about? and so um to to confront that, you know, and to confront means to stand in front of. to confront that is a courageous act, and so you can imagine. Not just imagine, but you can look all around you and probably see many, many, many people, and sometimes even yourself. Certainly, I can relate to staying asleep when every it's a day, every day, <laughs>
3: <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, we don't, we, we, you know, I call it the shadow side of innocence because uh, that is not serving us. It's the dark side of uh, uh, kind of saying, who me? Um, You know, um, all is well, you know. How are you? Fine, which is oftentimes feelings inside, not expressed, right? (laughs) (laughs) So, anyway.
3: I love that. That is fine. I love that acronym, fine. Feelings inside, not expressed. Mm -hmm. What would happen here. This is what I love. Ingrid, what would happen if I OMG expressed myself? Right? Didn't Madonna say that best? Express myself. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take a short break when we come back. One of the things I, I wanna talk with you about it, it it's just Believe me, it's just one of the, one of the things. Um, you know, is this idea that you talk about and, and and really it's about business, but I also apply it to an individual. You ask the question, you know you say, if business has to reinvent itself and it does, that reinvention begins with the individual. I am so going to want to talk with you about this, right? And then how does that happen in organizations? Do we actually identify and promote that kind of reinvention in our businesses? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with the show.
2: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.
0: Introducing the Lucid Planet, a digital gathering place featuring cutting-edge, high-vibrational content that will empower and inspire you to become the greatest version of yourself. Visit the Lucid Planet today to stimulate your mind, body, and soul as you connect with a global community of like-minded people. The Lucid Planet is edited by renowned psychologist and author Dr. Kelly Neff, who is here to help you cope with anxiety, connect to your higher purpose, uncover your true passions, and live your dreams dr kelly's fresh compassionate perspective emphasizes growth transformation healing and thriving even in the face of adversity say goodbye to bad news and low vibrational media for good and become part of the larger collective of people working together to navigate the global shift of consciousness and transform the world from within join the planet the lucid planet visit thelucidplanet.com welcome home Talk Radio. Encapsulations is committed to producing the most complete line of research based nutritional supplements from fish oil to probiotics to multivitamins and more. Available through qualified health professionals and community pharmacists, finished products are pure and hypoallergenic to optimize the long term health of all patients, even the most sensitive. With Pure Encapsulations, you can rest assured that you're getting the purest and highest quality nutritional supplements available. Ask a qualified healthcare practitioner about Pure Encapsulations today and discover why it's the supplement brand of choice for healthcare professionals worldwide. For more information, please visit www.pureencapsulations.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease.
1: Dr. Love's Quickies.
3: Mary's about ready to give love
0: the shove, because no matter what she tries, guys don't know that she's alive. To turn guys on, she needs to turn on those green lights, nonverbal cues that say, over here. Most guys won't approach unless they're cleared for landing. So ladies, to kickstart your love life, turn on those green lights and flash your pearly whites. I'm Dr. Jamie Turndorf
2: of AskDoctorLove.com. The following audio is via a Skype call.
3: hi everybody welcome back for more information about us go to the com or transformation talk com. and you know ingrid joining me here today the ungame ingrid what's the best website for people to get a copy of the book and find out more about you if we could kind of get people over there
5: yeah, okay my website is ingridmartine.com and the book is of course available at amazon uh, as well uh but um IngridMartine dot com uh, is a good place to go, and then people can get an autographed copy if they like.
3: I love it. Um, before the break, what I was talking about is I, I've read something from your book, and I and what I read was is if business has to reinvent itself, and it does, the reinvention begins with the individual, and then I and then I kind of teased a question that was okay, yep, yeah, I love that, I believe that. And do we actually, within an organization, do we actually really want to do that? So what I would love for you to talk about is where where is the State of the Union on that? And then what is the process that you have developed to help us reinvent
5: ourselves? <clears throat> so um, in many organizations... Uh, They're all questioning. They just don't know how to do it. And they're thinking with the same thinking that got them into this place in the first place. And so, as Einstein said, you can't solve the problems with the level of thinking that created them. So they're struggling. But then there are some organizations, um, people may be familiar with uh, Patagonia or Seventh Generation or... A really huge one is Interface Floor. That's a multinational corporation where they do uh, want to consciously reinvent themselves, and they're getting help from uh, people who are uh, experts uh, in that. So we're all over the ballpark, uh, but even corporations, you know, uh, large corporations, uh, even Walmart, uh, uh, Xerox. I mean, these are all, they're all looking for uh, reinventing themselves. And uh, some have established a coaching culture, which is really the basis for making changes. Uh, and it does begin with the individuals. Essentially, in a coaching culture, what they do is they establish a good learning environment. And a good learning environment is one in which people feel both safe and challenged. And um, what they need to learn about is not so much technical stuff. That's fairly easy to learn, you know, how to, how to program a computer or something like that. But it's easy to learn, easy to teach. But what's happening is that we need to change our behaviors and how we do things And in order to change our behavior, we have to change our mindset. So kind of if uh, change your mind, change your life. And so that is an individual thing. And um, so uh, a number of organizations are very interested in that, and the small ones are probably the most uh, likely to succeed quickly because everyone, including the CEO, can be involved.
3: You know, part of this is really for people um, understanding where do I start. You're absolutely right. Um, You know, I want to tell you that this is an interesting conversation for a lot of reasons for me. Um, You know, I'm part of a generation that went through uh, psychological contract, the repeal of the psychological contract in corporations, and almost as if it was okay to repeal the psychological contract, that if you worked hard and you worked long, you will be repaid with a pension and perhaps even benefits. And so when that repeal happened, it happened literally overnight, an unprecedented change. And it only took a few organizations to really set the trend in place. Yes. But as a result of that, we are now reaping the, uh, the consequences, aren't we, of multiple cultures, multiple years, and now multiple generations of individuals that are, wow, why do I want to commit and be loyal to this company? Um, and I wanted to ask you about that, because for me, an un-game would be to bring back those kinds of things which help build loyalty and commitment. Am I just old-fashioned here?
5: Uh no. <laughs> I think what you want is you want uh, for people to be engaged, and engaged people will stay in the place where they um, are engaged. It it may not be loyalty in the old sense, uh, and and people don't stay because they get paid well, although that's important, but money is a negative motivator. Uh, They stay because they're engaged and they're feeling they make a difference. And you know they know exactly what uh the the expectations are they've got the tools to uh to uh, do their job they have um they matter to people in a sense the old guard uh was kind of based on a command and control model where the leadership and the management what they did was they saw their job as controlling and fixing. And it's kind of like the military model. Well, that model is dead. It just isn't buried yet in a number of places. <laughs> and what what uh, people need to be shifting to in both leadership and management, uh, and at home too, as a parent, because, as you said earlier, you know this is for the individual as well. Uh, what we need to be shifting to is that we become catalysts, and catalysts empower and they motivate and they clear the playing field they serve their people they see their leadership as a servant leadership and not as a con- uh, controlling and fixing entity so when you ha- uh, when you have that then you can work with multi generations and you can work with diversity you you know you cannot work with diversity and and multiple generations unless you are flexible unless you're resilient Unless you're open, receptive, you know, you you work with people, you're compassionate, you're clear, you, you know, you're you're in the moment and and managing in the moment, not from some superstructure. Am I making sense?
3: Yeah, absolutely. You know, and part of this is in the world uh, also, and I want to talk to you about this. You know, there are many people that believe that the approach that we take, that we have taken, not only in organizations, but in our lives, and what does that approach mean? Um, You know, and, and it depends on, I guess, who you talk to here, Ingrid, but there are some people that believe we've learned how to constrict ourselves, we've learned how to tighten our belts we've learned how literally to tighten up and you know when i asked what what the gentleman meant by that he said think about it you know we have now learned that we are not to reveal ourselves we're not to fully express in organizations that fear has become the great uh what did he call it i can't remember what he talked about it was fear but but what he was saying was that we have to now learn how to not be that anymore. And he said, and it was an interesting conversation because you do touch upon this in your book The Ungame. You know, his bottom line was that creativity cannot flourish in an environment of fear. And unless it is life-threatening. And I thought to myself, wow, this is really interesting. You know, are we or have we experienced elements of of living in fear and making decisions on fear at a global consciousness level? I don't really know the answer to that, but I want to talk with you when we come back about how do we get to this place that does keep us awake and what will being awake do for us? What are these transforming conversations? Let's take a short break, everyone. We'll be right back with the Dr. Pat Show. The book is called The Ungame. Stay tuned. We'll be right back.
2: The preceding audio was via a Skype call.
6: I'm Peggy Snow with another Stellar Reflections Minute. Presence, or what we think of as being fully in the moment, is a key element in the process of healing work. As a practitioner facilitating a session, genuine presence takes us out of our heads where we tend to decide what is and maybe what should be for the client and moves us into direct experience where we're available to witness the person in their wholeness. In this receptive realm... Our senses are heightened and expanded, allowing us to perceive what's seeking to unfold and to interact in the moment. There's something profoundly powerful that happens when healing is approached in this simple, pure way. Balance can be restored and healing can take place on multiple levels. If you'd like more information about the services we offer at Stellar Reflections, visit us at StellarReflections.com or call 425-999-9836. That's 425 425- Nine 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 eight three six.
0: Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start winning the game of life with the unique, incomparable Lynn Brown. Lynn takes everyday aspects of life and infuses them with the magic of soul and passion to help others. She wants to help you next. Lynn offers a myriad of spiritual healing from chakra clearing, aura healing to even corporate and business readings. Bring your game face and visit letter R, letter U, into it.com or call 844 letter B into it.
2: The following audio is via a Skype call.
3: Hey everybody welcome back and welcome back the young game Ingrid thank you so much for today you know you and I were talking during the break but I think the really great starting point would be to talk about this idea of being awake you know and I was sharing with you that um, you know someone was talking with me about the idea of staying asleep and how and, and, and how staying asleep and being at this place of being asleep it's almost like a protective like a protective cocoon because sometimes being awake reveals things to us that we intuitively know but don't want to believe. And, and yet when I read your book, staying asleep is not going to help us create the lives we want. Even though it might, might, and I say might seem more comfortable. And I know you wanted to talk a little bit about that as well.
5: Yes, I mean there's uh, there is some comfort in being asleep. It is even comfortable to be uncomfortable as long as the discomfort is known to you. So, being awake, on the other hand, is is a choice to uh, to be courageous because when you are awake, you might and I say you, that means I, uh, when I'm awake, I might wind up facing things that I don't want to face. You know, uh, maybe I I have a tendency to be uh, what other people call controlling. Well, you know that I want to say, no, I'm not. (laughs) Right? That would be a choice for staying asleep. No, I'm not, I don't, and therefore, I'm not open to this conversation. But if right. I'm saying, hmm, let me be curious about that, and let me ask, just how how do you see me being controlling? Can you give me an example? That shows I'm curious about it. I'm open. I'm open to new information about me. I'm open to seeing perhaps what is a blind side for me and all of us have blind spots that's why i coach i coach and i also am coached because to be human means that we have some blind spots and so am i willing to be or become awake and for that it takes courage takes some curiosity it takes the willingness to be uh, outside of that protected cocoon that you were mentioning, and to, um, you know, to make myself vulnerable. And by the way, I have a different uh, definition of vulnerable in the ungame uh, than our normal psychological definition. I mean, when we say vulnerable, most people conjure up being uh, fragile and easily hurt. Well, to me, vulnerable is beautiful it's about letting the winds of life blow freely over my soul and that's very different from being Mm. fragile and mostly in today's uh, day and age we've been taught to behave in certain ways and to hide ourselves and to not be transparent Uh, and yet to be awake is to be willing to be courageous and to be transparent to be curious and to learn about ourselves uh, so that we can do uh, things differently that are tying us down, and that we can keep on doing what we're doing that is working for us. So being awake is, first of all, a choice and uh, an attitude and a mindset. I am willing to learn. I am willing to not know, and it's a willingness to to say, I don't know is not a shame. As a matter of fact, uh, I already know maybe the three most dangerous words in the English language, you know. And I'm willing <laughs> uh-huh. to not know, and I'm willing to learn, I'm willing to be curious. That is the gateway to being awake. And then there are some skills that I'll talk about in the on-game.
3: Well, you know, what we're talking about is, you know, when we talk about skills, we're talking about things that we can learn. Or maybe things we can unlearn. You know, it was interesting yesterday. uh, I got to talk to a, a, a just fabulous, fabulous young author who accidentally stumbled upon something really interesting. And what she did was she went out and she did what everybody does in this virtual thing is did a blog about it. And she identified 13 things mentally strong people don't do. Kind of. Uh, a mini version of what you've written about the un game. Hmm. You know, it's these, isn't it interesting? It's yeah. this idea that the un really talks also about these things that we really need to look at and ask ourselves the question do we really want to keep doing this? You know, is this really something we want to continue to keep doing?
5: And then mostly, though, people will say, "No, I don't want to keep on doing that," but they do not have a pathway to not do it. And so, uh, in the young game, there really is a pathway uh, to um, you know to get off that uh, hamster yeah. wheel of going round and around and round, doing the same thing over again, hoping for different results. So. You know there is a process, and literally the the uh, on game is in story form, as you know uh, about the uh, coaching process and the four steps that uh, any time that you get coached, uh, that uh, we actually go to, uh, go through rather.
3: Yeah, you know, but people don't have a pathway, and and they
5: stay inside of uh, what they know. So they do want uh, to, for changes to occur in their life. They just oftentimes don't know how to go about it.
3: Well, I was really, really fascinated by a number of things you've put in here. But one of them I love is Awaken the Dreamer. And I, I wanted you to talk about that. It is it is really, I'm hearing this message now over and over and over again. And, you know, you have written about it so beautifully, And, you know, this idea of awakening the dreamer, I want to ask you to share with our listeners, what does that look like and what will it take?
5: Okay, well, that's a lovely question. So awakening the dreamer is really actually, um, we're, we're talking about two things here. We're talking about being asleep at the shadow side of innocence, right, to not know. That you're asleep or to know and not know how to get out so that's the negative aspect of being the dreamer and we want to awaken that dreamer so that that dreamer can have some uh, um, distinctions make some distinctions that uh, empower their life but it's also to awaken the dreamer of um, you know what have you uh, put to sleep in your life that you really want to reawaken what lights you up You know what? What are you passionate about that Mm -hmm. you uh, want to follow? And so, um, really, that's what I love about the uh, the coaching process and about the story and the ungame is that it's it's very immediate for people, and and so to awaken the dreamer, uh, if people are willing to to well, first of all, they could read such a book as The Ungame. Or they could be in touch and be coached and go through the process themselves if they like what they're reading in The Ungame. But essentially, To Awaken the Dreamer begins with number one, being willing. Being willing to be coachable. Being willing to wake up. So it begins with that. And and, and then out of that, uh, as you noticed in the book, the protagonist learns as he goes through coaching, he learns some steps, uh, and he, he makes some distinctions. For example, here's a distinction that's very powerful for people. That alone would change their life. You know how many people, when when they're angry or upset, or uh, even when they're happy, have you ever heard people say, "Well, that's just how I. Um, it's just how I am. I mean, it's I just can't how help it. Yeah." yeah. So they think that they are their emotions. They think that they are an angry person. Well, they are not their emotions. They're much more than that. But when you're in the midst of an emotional fit, if you will, you think that that's who you are. Well, it's just the way I am. I'm just an impatient person. Or I'm just angry. I'm just, you know. I, I, and, and so the distinction uh, that people learn One of the many, many distinctions that people learn in coaching is, oh, wait a minute, we have emotions. We are not them. Emotions come and go. And so we are more than that. So this is an example of waking up and learning that things are not the way you think they are necessarily. And uh, as you learn the distinctions, what you realize is that you've got choices that you hadn't uh, noticed before. So... The young game is a lot uh, and coaching is a lot about choices that people don't realize that they have uh, that that they see for example they get to choose like oh if i am not my emotions then who am i well you know who am i well maybe i am who i'm willing to be am i willing to be uh, these wonderful qualities such as am I willing to be generous, gentle, kind, compassionate, truthful, courageous, mm-hmm. alert, attentive. You know, all of those are contributions. And people can learn if they recognize that they only have emotions, they aren't them. Oh, my God, you mean I could go to this meeting and I could decide, um, hmm, I'm willing to be uh, truthful? Well, believe me, they will enter that meeting a lot differently than if they say, I'm willing to be nasty, um, I'm willing to be a liar. You know, they're going to make different choices in terms of their behavior when they recognize that they only have emotions, and they aren't them, and they can choose to be some uh, qualities that they don't even think of in themselves, perhaps, like being courageous. Oh. Yeah,
3: I love I love this. <clears throat> I mean, uh, this is where you were writing, and this is the chapter I think that you're referring to as the wolf you feed. Uh-huh. And I love this chapter. And that's why when we come back from break, I want to talk about the hero's journey. Uh, All right, love and What that. that's about, I love this chapter so much. I mean, I think you should put this chapter, pull this thing out, and blog about it, and ebook about it, and everything else about it. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about the wolf you feed, but we're going to talk about guess who, Joseph Campbell, maybe. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. The un game. Uh, it's an amazing book, and the stories are wonderful. The conversation and the style that this book is written in is—it gives you actual dialogue from people that are like you and like me. And by the way, you get some answers too. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. After
6: you.
2: Preceding audio was via a Skype call.
0: Tune in to Prescience Life Radio with host Mia Simone. Mia is devoted to sharing her extensive knowledge on the invisible worlds of energy. Join Mia and discover the science of intuition and connect with your greatest gift. Start living in your potential today and every day by opening up to the power of inner knowledge. To learn more about Mia, visit presciencelife.com. Get ready to embrace your feminine nature and get wild. Join Lynn Brown and Wendy R. Wolf for the Wild Transformation Retreat. This July 26th through August 1st. Get ready for a mental, physical, and spiritual challenge. A call back to nature and its unlimited gifts. To learn more and register for the Early Bird Price by July 1st, visit areuintoit.com. That's letter r, letter u, into it.com. Wondering how to play the game of life and actually win? Stop wondering and start willing the game of life with the unique and incomparable Lynn Brown. As an intuitive healer and experienced business manager, Lynn can help you live your life to its full potential. To learn more about Lynn, visit RUintuit.com. That's the letter R, letter U,
3: Intuit.com.
2: The following audio is via a Skype call.
4: Hey
0: everybody,
3: welcome back. Ingrid Martin joining me here today. The book is called The Ungame. Ingrid, before we kind of jump into this, would you mind giving people the website again and letting them know what they can go and download today?
5: Yes, they can go to ingridmartine.com, and that will uh, can lead them to the ungamebook.com mm-hmm. And if they uh, go to enjoy now, then they, they can download... Um, some things uh, just rummage around you can download a bunch of stuff there but uh, um, theungamebook.com or ingridmartine.com and there are six dimensions for um, uh, organizations that uh, need to be in place uh, or would be good in place for um, learning the ungame skills and things like that but there are other things there as well
3: Well, thank you so much. Uh, Before the break, we were chatting about um and I and and what I indicated was, you know, that when we came back we would talk a bit about Joseph Campbell, we would talk about the hero's journey. I think it's so important to really spend this segment talking about that because we don't talk about it often enough. You said something interesting to me right before we came on air, and you 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 talked about this idea of not letting someone rob our spirit. I don't know if I got that quote directly, but I think that is a perfect beginning for our conversation here now. Boy, are we letting that happen.
5: Well, um, and we don't have to uh, uh, let people rob our spirit. And and really, uh, if you look at uh, Joseph Campbell and the the hero's journey, uh, you know what he is asserting that I am using as the context for my book and for my coaching is that we are all on a hero's journey. And uh, the hero is, uh, irrespective of circumstances, the hero is not influenced by circumstances. The hero is bigger than any circumstances. Uh, The hero uh, is bigger than their feelings, their emotions, their uh, limitations, their physical illness, or there is something that is untouchable, um, unassailable, if you will, uh, within us that allows us uh, to um, be the hero. And the hero's journey um, is really all about our own story. And the Ungame book is a story because, as Joseph Campbell, he knew uh, that Uh, The ancient form of learning and teaching were through stories. Stories are like Velcro. They stick. And so uh, the Ungame is uh, in story form literally about the hero's journey, your own hero's journey, and it, it says you are bigger than anything that you can imagine. And you can go in your life and create the path in the woods. You know, you are faced with the woods. You know, all your doubts and fears and worries and and uh, limitations that you think are there. And uh, on the hero's journey, because you are courageous, you can enter the woods, not where there is a path, because if it is already there, it's somebody else's path, but your path. And in the young game you, you discover your path, you know, along with the protagonist. And in coaching, that's precisely it. You discover your path uh, to your unique uh, dream and destiny. So that's wow. what the hero's journey is about. And you are much, much more than uh, you think you are. And if you're having the thought right now, not me, that's for everybody else. That's what I mean. It's its uh, your Doubts and your fears, which we also call monkey mind, <laughs> uh, but the hero's hero on the hero's journey knows uh, and learns how to outplay your self limiting conversation, and that's the beauty of it that you prevail and get on your path and claim that dream that you have
3: well, I think this is really part of what we're talking about, you know. Um, I know you've worked with a lot of people. I know that your work uh, is is really prominent in organizations and working with individuals. What do you think our greatest challenges are, Ingrid?
5: Our greatest uh, challenges as individuals, or as, yes, as individuals, as individuals, our greatest challenge as individuals is to recognize that we are a hero, whole and complete. We have, There's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing to fix. We have our own answers. Nobody else has them. And um, we uh, want to make a difference. And, um, n- you know, we are mm-hmm. unique and we can make this difference. So for us to learn... That we are a hero, whole, and complete with nothing to fix is probably one of our great challenges because in this world, uh, everyone is out there uh, trying to um, fix us as if there's something wrong or tell us how to live, and uh, we have our own answers, ultimately. We just need to find them, and that's where uh, coaching uh, and the ungame probably uh, could help.
3: You know, someone said to me uh, a long time ago, and it took me a bunch of years to get it. They said to me, fear and faith cannot coexist. And I don't mean faith from a religious point of view. I mean the strength of your conviction that you believe that you can achieve or that you believe that you can can exist in this world in, in, in the way that you want. And I thought to myself, I worked on that for years trying to disprove that. You know, that fear and faith cannot coexist. And I thought then thought to myself, okay, now that that's true, what stops us from choosing faith over fear?
5: Well, I think it's a matter of uh, uh, not, uh, uh, you know, when we live in fear, it, it feels as if that's all there is, and it feels as if it's the truth. We don't recognize that it's a lie when we're in the middle of it. Mm. So it's it's it it, it uh, you know it's it's hard yeah. for people yeah. to to recognize that fear is a conversation we have you know it's a <laughs> limiting conversation and so yeah. when we have the skills we can see fear for what it is and say oh there you are again I'm afraid you know I've doubts I have fears. Thanks a lot, that's okay, thank you for sharing, and I'm more interested in following my dream. So people can do this, successful people can do this, and everyone uh, can, can learn to do this, and these are the kinds of skills that we need to have. They cannot be taught technically, you know, you can't say step one, two, three, and four, not really, but you can learn it through a process, and, um, and you can learn it through stories. You know, a different level, it's like a level of an onion pat, you know yeah. you learn it at the first level and then you learn it again and again and again, and eventually you know with practice you it makes- you make progress with a little bit of practice, you make a little progress with a lot of practice, you make a lot of progress, but practice does not make perfect
3: <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much for a great show today. Thank you, thank you, thank you
5: Oh, thank you, my pleasure.
3: Wow, everyone, what, how quickly has this gone? Uh, it is so, so amazing that I get to do what I do. I get to hang out with Benny and some amazing people. And most of all, I get to connect with all of you. Thank you for tuning us in and turning us on. Go to the Show.com if you've missed any part of this uh, or transformationtalkradio.com. And remember to tune in to some of our fabulous, fabulous hosts on transformationtalkradio.com. We'll see you next time. Oh,